Welcome back to yet another week. It is the Swing the Toy podcast. We are in week number, what is it, three, guys, of the MLB lockout. Welcome back. I'm Tommy Franks. Jeff Wilkinson and Justin Rebin are with me this week. All the other guys are busy working and so forth. Guys, it's happening. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up? Not much, not much. So, obviously, you know, we dig for content during the time of, of the lockout because there's not a lot going on. Um, so we thought today, and we've been promising it for a couple weeks now, but today we thought would be the best time to go over basically every controversy or scandal, if you want to call it that, of the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred. Um, guys, Jeff really took the time here to uh, put together a whole list. We can go over basically everything and um, and discuss discuss each one of these. Um so yeah, let's just let's just do that because that this is such a fun topic, somewhat but saddening at the same time. Um, just, just hop on the hop, hop into Houston right away. I, I think that's a great thing to start off with. So let's start with that the Houston Red Sox uh, story, Jeff. Oh, oh, I mean, what didn't go wrong with that one? You know, yeah, yeah, this thing that nobody found for a few years. So first of all, the fact that nobody found out about until a few years after was bad um the fact that multiple teams did it the red sox and the astros and then they started pointing fingers at the yankees for doing something similar you know that's a terrible look for the league and then the punishments afterwards the punishments were horrific it was what a one-year suspension from all baseball activities and they were allowed right back in there was no punishment for the players whatsoever and I mean, I get that some of that was to get information from the players to get the full story. So I I can kind of see that, but you can't tell me that every single player was 100% compliant with what they were right. asking for. That's There's no way that happened. And they honestly did their best to sweep it under the rug as far as I'm concerned. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So is, this, is this a story of them cheating, or is this, is this another story about them all? We're talking about the cheating, really. The cheating? Yeah. Well, I, I think, so So we see games still, I mean, still this past season against Houston where um, the pitchers throw the ball, they hit the batter. And I, I think if Manford, you know, did the right punishments and stuff. We wouldn't see that happening. I feel like the players still think they need to serve justice or something because they haven't been punished enough. So that, that's kind of my takeaway. They take there. they take matters in their own hands. Yeah, yeah but I, exactly. But I, I think if Manfred handled this, you know, more strict punish punishments, we still we wouldn't be seeing it today. I feel like, or as bad as it still is. I agree. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be more enforcement on that front, um, at least somewhat preemptively, even though you can't predict what's going to happen. There needs to be some sort of preemptive measures uh, to be taken, like penalties, things of that nature, and that's not really enforced a whole lot. And, and really, when it is, it's so subjective. Um, we're always arguing that sort of stuff. Um, all right, so now COVID. Jeff, what did you mean specifically on COVID? Um, so when I talk about COVID um... – I think it was kind of just everything surrounding the league um, because of COVID. Um, there was an extended postseason format. Um, 
there's the universal DH and then the extra innings rule began and then the short and then the the seven inning double headers began. So there were a lot of rule changes, temporary or possibly permanent, that came out of that. And I think Manfred used it really as an excuse to test out the rules that he's been trying to push ever since 2015 when he uh, when he took over. And, I mean, whether you want to call the rules good, bad, mixed feelings, you know, the fact that he used the 2020 season as like a guinea pig for what he's trying to push into the league, which is to, quote, change the pace of play. Oh, right. It's, I don't, I don't think it was a good look at all for him to treat it as that. I mean, I, I could see where he wants to put, why he wanted to put those rules in play, I yeah. guess. But it was not the time to try it. Yeah, exactly. And um, especially like we get into later on. Well, Jeff, maybe we could jump to that. The Because that kind of leads us to it. The seven-inning um, rules and how... And not only the seven-inning rules, that's one That's one aspect of it. But the also, also the other aspect is that it was... They had the automatic runner on second. Now, I loved that rule in sports betting. I mean, away teams thrived off of this. Um, because you could just keep scoring and never stop. But that was the problem with it. So when you had a runner start at second every inning, I get it that the game finishes quicker, but you're giving well, did, you... did they always? His, his, What's that? Some, I mean, did they always finish quicker? Because what if, uh, Most you know... Most did. Most did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not... I, I, I didn't think that was the right solution. No. But mm. sports bettors loved it, particularly those who would, like, live bet the away team. The way the away team could just score like a thousand runs, and never stop. Yeah, and and then, and then the home team has their back against the wall immediately. Yeah, and Rob Rob Manfred is complaining about pace of play. I've never seen pace of play as a problem. You know, I mean, I've played baseball pretty much my whole life. You know, I mean, you know, I've gone to baseball games. I'm sure you know, two of you have gone to plenty of baseball games. You know, I don't think pace of play was ever much of a problem. It wasn't. They, they, I think they, I think the complaint was like, was just about these long. They, re, they. It was like knee jerk reactions to those seventeen inners, uh, inning games, fifteen inning games. You know, those long games are going like two in the morning. But even then, it's not happening every week. I, I say it's baseball. Baseball is a longer sport. It takes longer to play. It depends each inning. You know how many hits someone gets. Right. I, 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 there's no way to, to shorten or quote unquote shorten the game. There's no way to do it. I mean, I mean, the extra innings just gives a massive, massive advantage to the road team. Do we agree on that? Or yeah, I just, I, that's not fair. I don't, I don't see it fair. I just, I don't it's see not. it fair. Yeah, it's not. Um, let's talk about first of all, Jeff. I loved this rule actually. Universal DH, the idea or concept of a universal DH. Um, I don't know. That was probably the only rule I liked that I wish stayed. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm. You guys know where I stand with the universal DH. I don't. Oh like yeah, it, you're. But yeah, you're. I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of a old hardhead with that rule, but you know, I mean, still, the, he still used it as a guinea pig, the 2020 season as a guinea pig to test oh, he it did. out. Oh, he did. And then, and as well, the mound visits. Um, I, I actually liked that one too. That was before pandemic, actually. The mound visit. Limits. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the, 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 last, the last amount. 
Yeah, they they I think it's five a game. And I um, like I like that. I that, do. That, yeah. And then also the pitcher's rule would like well, that gets kind of dumb to an extent. But but the um where you have to pitch like three batters in a row or whatever, and then you and then you can come out of the game. You know, remember what I'm talking about? If a reliever yeah, comes into the game, kinda. they they have yeah, to they I'm, have to throw to three batters. They can't throw to one. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Or finish the inning. So if there's two outs, they can come in and finish. Yep. Or if you get hurt, obviously. That's the only exception. Exemption is that if you get injured. Um, or a rain delay too, but that's also obvious. Right, exactly. Uh I guess that leads us right into the baseballs, guys. The uh the latest scandal we talked about here about a month ago, um, with regard to the Rawlings baseballs that were made because they say because of uh supply chain issues and so forth. Um we were playing with different baseballs this year. Um, what you guys take on that? That was bad. This, the, the MLB just did not need anything else worse to happen to them. They already had too much. And then this comes out. Yeah. And, I mean, it. it's one thing if you want to try out different baseballs, you know. I mean, I get it to an extent, you know, and – especially with these baseballs now, you know, they're all made by machines. So they're, you know, they're perfectly made. There's no flaws with them or anything. So every baseball is going to react exactly how they should, which is going to enhance the performance of hitters hitting the baseball as well as pitchers delivering the baseball. You know, a curveball is going to drop exactly how it should. A changeup is going to move exactly how it should. You know, all that stuff is going to happen at a much more successful rate now. That's totally fine if you want to change the baseballs, but be open about it. And that's really the pattern that we're seeing with Rob Manfred. There's all this stuff that's happening, and he's not telling us about it, or he's doing it covertly, or he's doing it at the wrong time for the wrong reason. And it's giving baseball such a horrible PR look because of it. People do not trust him or the sport anymore. Wholeheartedly agree. Justin. comparing just commissioners love him or or hate him like for all the you know i guess politics aside adam silver i think is probably the best commissioner out of all the professional sports he i I, like when you talk about being open i think he's i think we hear the most about the nba certainly not goodell i don't know hockey well enough like the commissioner i I haven't heard i mean uh, yeah oh he's 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 what okay don't hold your breath on Batman. Okay, I, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about him. I I don't know if I heard too many bad stuff or not. So, no, yeah, yeah. Don't hold your breath on Gary Bettman. Um, that yeah, most commissioners are. I mean, they are seeking to make money. Yes, I mean that's well. what they're there for. Uh, to generate revenue. Uh, but at the same time, uh, this was blatant. Um. <laughs> uh, with regard to rule changes and stuff. I mean, that one looked quite obvious to me as well. Uh, guys, the spider tech issue was obviously one that uh, changed the way, I guess, hitters opened up the game. More runs were scored. Uh, more homers were hit. Um, and, yeah, so the spider tech thing, I think, well, the spi- what was it more? The lack of enforcement, Jeff? Or the subjective level to it? I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it was the lack of enforcement. Um, again, you know, not figuring it out until much later or worse, even being knowing full well that was happening and then 
cracking down on it later, you know, kind of similar to another unfair advantage that hitters got a, a couple decades back that still carries on to this day. Cough, cough, PEDs, cough, cough. But yeah, I mean, again, another bad look for the MLB, another terrible way that they resolved it, if you even want to call it that. And then the controversy that sprang up around the league after that, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, just look at all the articles about Garrett Cole. Exactly. Oh my God. They were all brutal at the time. I mean, I'll go ahead. No, you're good. I, I mean, I mean, this happened right before Scherzer got traded. So people start, you know, going off here, and you know, I, I is 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 it talent? Is it the uh, is he using that stuff? But yeah, it it it, it was really a, I guess attacked like a couple people on both of our teams. Right. Yeah, and I remember the Phillies Nats game when um when Girardi like lost his mind. On uh, Max Scherzer. Oh, oh, and Scherzer, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that 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 game, and Scherzer was dealing the entire game. They kept checking him. He kept, uh, you know, loosening up his pockets. He was like, "I got nothing." And the umpires were checking the the hat, you know, his uniform, his hands, and well, no, arms. cool question. If they if they keep so like a situation like that, Scherzer plays or pitches most of the game, or else the whole game. After what one or two times, do they really need to check him every inning? I don't know. What you should do is probably check the dugouts. I don't know. If See, I'm speaking, if that, I'm thinking, that's better right there. If Make I'm thinking sure out loud, it's like TSA, right? Like when you go to the airport, they don't check you when you get on the plane. The security, they don't, they don't, they don't do security check when you get on the plane. They do security they do check before. Yeah, they do a security check before you even go to your terminal. So how about they do that, like in the MLB? I, I think that is f- fair if they want to, you know, look for that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't look ridiculous when you're at a game and you see the same guy getting checked, like, every inning. It's embarrassing. And, you, and even if it's a bad, like, game, too, because I remember um, Rich Hill. We saw Rich Hill uh, <laughs> from the Tampa Nats games, Tommy, when you came down. Yes. And Rich Hill was atrocious that game, and they still checked him <laughs> like, so every inning. Him. And I'm like, why are you checking Rich Hill? He's having a terrible <laughs> game. He's not doing anything. No, Jeff. What yeah. remember, Jeff? What got me cracking up is when Andrew Heaney completely choked the game against the Orioles this year, back in like August or early September. I think it was. I think it was like early September. And Andrew Heaney, uh, they he gave he blew with like a four run lead we had, and we ended up losing the game. And they checked him for. <laughs> they checked him right after he came off. The only thing they should have been checking him for was a betting ticket for the other team's money line. That's the only <laughs> thing they should have been checking him for. Thankfully, he's, but, he's gone. But thank God. But yeah, I mean, like, there, unfortunately, it's something that just happens. You know, the players and the coaches are doing this. Um, I would kind of hope on their own free will. I mean, I hope MLB isn't going around saying, oh, just dabble in a little spider attack here, a couple pet pills here. You'll be fine. Just, you, just you know, go Jason Giambi. You know, you'll be fine. You know, I would hope that's not what's happening. But the fact that yeah. now we have to check every single player, you know, someone hits 10 home runs in four games, check them for steroids. You know, a pitcher throws a perfect game, check them for spider attack. You know, a team scores 20 runs in three innings against a team. Oh, check them for sign stealing. It, it's completely invalidating 
At least exactly. in the short term. And he's selling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even the most raw metric of success, the talent, is coming into question now. You're and basically setting everyone up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, if you fail, if you fail, then it's then it's like, okay, he did what he expected. But if you succeed and you do really well, then it's like, oh, boy, what's going on with him? He must be cheating because he can never exactly. – he can't be clean. There's no and way the, he can be clean. And the, we don't see this in any other sport. You know, basketball, you don't really see this. Football, you don't really see it. You know, hockey, you really don't see it. No, not you really. Know? Baseball, yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, very, I, very I, good point. Like, I mean, I, look at hockey. Someone like uh, Alex Ovechkin, they get, or are they going to check him for steroids or something for the <laughs> season he's having? Like, and even if he, and even if he was, what effect does it have on him? Like, yeah, what I, difference? Yeah. Like, what if 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 ever if if you if the top players in the NHL were found taking steroids the next day, you know, what effect would that really have? Nothing. Honestly, the amount of beatings that the, that those guys have to take day in and day out, I wouldn't blame them for using steroids at all. You know, it's it's, it's in the same vein as why uh, WWE wrestlers take steroids. You know, their bodies take so much punishment, they almost don't have a choice but to use them to some extent. I'm not saying it's right. No. But but I'm also saying that it would it you could at least sympathize with the players a little bit more. Oh, no doubt. Jason Giambi trying to stay above the Mendoza line. But it also does virtually not. It also does virtually nothing to a hockey player. Like it, it's, exactly. it's not, it's not effective in terms of the body, in terms of the muscles you're using to shoot like Ovechkin or like Crosby or whatever. You, you need to mostly skate and steroids doesn't make you skate faster. It's not going to do that necessarily. So uh, it's not, no, um, but yeah, the MLB is the only league that has this problem, and as far as enforcing as well, it's just it's just a whole mess. Um, shifting a little bit, guys, uh, the All Star Game got shift, shifted as well, based pure, almost purely, no, not 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 basically, it it was all politics, literally, it was all politics because it was a voting law that they did that that this the state of Georgia passed. Not going to get into the subject of that law, obviously, but but Rob Manfred decided, based on politics, let's move the All Star Game to Denver, Colorado, instead of Atlanta, Georgia, because and even Atlanta, the most you know progressive city in the country, what well, not not the most in the state, I'm sorry, not the country, um, the most pro- yeah no not the most progressive in the country, most progressive city in the state, um, you could you still can have the All Star Game there, I mean. What was going through his mind? Why did he do that? That's still, I think that's a really bad look. Yeah. Like, it was in Atlanta, of all places in the state. Like, I, I just think that's a bad look. Yeah. I mean, by, by the time the World Series, by the time the All-Star game rolled around, nobody really even remembered what happened in Atlanta. I don't think too many people even remembered that it got moved from Atlanta to Coors Field. Unless if you're more than just kind of a casual onlooker of uh, MLB, which most casual onlookers will look at the All-Star game because, ooh, look, flashy home runs and stuff. Yeah. That's a nice field, by the way, Coors Field. I, just, I was just there last week. Beautiful park, by the way. 
Um, it looks beautiful. It's a nice park. I would love to go there for a Rockies game one time. Um, it's neat. Um, but yeah, it's. I totally agree. Yeah, it was. It was purely in politics. Bad look for the league. Um, I don't think any other. Maybe Justin can recall. Maybe with the NBA or something like that. But I even doubt for the NBA. I don't think they did. MLB. No, no. I, I, and you know, NBA, NBA would be the league you would think would do something like that, but they have not. Exactly. So, um, again, MLB only league to do something like this. Um, and obviously, Rob Manfred is responsible for that. Uh, guys, the PEDs. Jeff, you alluded to it a little bit. Um, he referred to. Did, is it true that Jeff that Manfred refer, referred to? Was it the World Series trophy as a piece of metal? Yes. Um, let me see if I can find the yeah, article. Actually, what? If we, if I can get, uh, if I can get audio, of that that would be, uh, that'd be pretty cool. Like, uh, yeah, because he, um, yeah, because he called, he yes. literally called it, he literally called it a piece of metal. I think I remember, I remember the yeah. quote coming. I'm, you know what? I remember the quote coming out. Um. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He said that after the um. He said it after the Astros. Uh, I think he said it after the Astros scandal. Yep. And yep. and everyone was February complaining. Why didn't you? You know why didn't you take the? Um, um, why didn't you take the uh, trophy away from them? And and he said, well, it's just a piece of metal. And yes, Jeez. I remember this now. Yep. And he he came out afterwards, and he apologized and said he was trying to um, make, quote, a rhetorical point, unquote, about um, whether or not he would strip the Astros of their championship. And he did eventually apologize pretty quickly after saying that. Um, yeah, we can't find an immediate bite here. But, um, yeah, so that was – but, yeah, it, I mean, he did apologize for saying it. So he acknowledged saying it. Um, yeah, but the wild. the damage was already. Oh, done. oh no, 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 oh, yeah. no, no doubt, no doubt with regard to the Astros. Um, do you guys stream a lot of MLB games or no? <laughs> like on your phone or whatever on the app? Uh, I, I'm not subscribed to it, so I'd say not, not okay. much. Well, apparently that's the other, I guess, not scandal but controversy, and it, Manfred sort of runs this, sort of doesn't. Um, but you can, I guess, count it towards the many, many levels of incompetency within the MOB. Um, the blackouts apparently have been at an alarming rate. <laughs> um, like yes, unnecessary blackouts. Sucks. Yeah, unnecessary. Like, yeah, I mean, so, so you that one, so I, you know, that that MLB um Game Pass, whatever you had that was logged bit on my Fire Stick, right? Yep. I don't have I don't have the at, at school I don't have the Yes Network right as a in my channel lineup, but they black it out on that app because it's you know too close to the market. That's the thing they always have, and certain certain networks or um, certain networks are on certain like um, outlets like like Xfinity may have Yes Network, and I think it's a Dish or Directv that doesn't. Uh, so it all varies, and if you don't have that certain uh, provider that certain cable or satellite provider, then you might not get the channel, which me and the MLB just assumes everyone has one of those providers that has it. So it's like, it's, like it's different sport, but it's like the MSG leaving um, NHL is guilty. Of this, and it, and to be fair, NHL is guilty. The NHL is guilty of this as well. Or ESPN plus to be more specific 
It, it's oh, they black it out on there too? Sure, yeah. Like for a oh, Ranger, wow. if you want to watch a Ranger game, now that the NHL has this deal with ESPN+, if you want to watch a Ranger game um, in this area of South Jersey on the, on the shore, uh, which is, you know, a Rangers area, you normally get Ranger games on MSG in a normal world, and on ESPN+, uh, it blacks you out no matter what Ranger game you're trying to watch. Sheesh. Which is actually very interesting. But yeah, frustrating. And this happens for, by the way, the Devils, the Flyers, and the Islanders as well. So realistically, because I use Xfinity, the only NHL team I can get is the Flyers. Everyone else I have to stream. Isn't that wild? It's unfortunate. And we, yeah. <laughs> and we live in and we live in the biggest like market, Jeff. We live in like yeah. the biggest like we live like right in between the two biggest markets in the country. Media markets. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean yeah. I I, I can get why they do it, I guess, because you don't want to pull away from the local uh, from the local markets and from the local stations that host all of that stuff. Like, you know, yes, and MSG would certainly take a massive hit um, if they were to be fully streamed. But, you know, work with them, you know, collaborate with them, do something, you know, oh, for an extra $5 and you get yes and MSG in the package as well, you know, something like that instead of just going, yeah, no, screw you. You have to figure it out on your own for the teams you actually want to watch. Exactly. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so that's just about everything with Manfred. Oh, um, just the, uh, Manfred's been wanting to expand the league for quite a while, too. I just remembered um, Jeff's list here. Um, Manfred wants to expand the league despite the unrest uh, just all around baseball, Jeff. Yeah, it's – yeah. what are you thinking? You know, there there's already a large enough gap of talent. You know, I mean, the Pirates, the Orioles, you know, the Diamondbacks, you know, just to name a couple teams that have just been – terrible you know historically low bankrolls um right. considering how much revenue the sport gets you know it's the fact that you have a team like the dodgers playing against a team like the diamondbacks many times in the season is embarrassing and manfred wants to expand the league and strip some of that talent from the already talent saddle and, ta- and talent strapped teams you know there's no balance really there's right. no balance at all it's always the same six teams or whatever for the past decade or so that have gone won the chip there's no balance in the sport at all yeah exactly um so that that just about does it for the manfred um master list of uh <laughs> of controversies so let's go right into the Yankees here um, and kind of give an update on there. So the Yankees are actually able to make minor league deals here like they did um, with Enciarte, to be specific. Uh, they gave him a minor league contract, came from Atlanta off of free agency. So that's sort of good for the Yankees. Um, they did something, Jeff. Um, but they can't do anything right now, obviously, with regard to big free agents like Anthony Rizzo and so forth. Um you know, what could we potentially see? Nothing. 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 Well, if if we're just if we're talking about um, the recent signing of Ender Enciarte, yes, then 
nothing's going to come of it, I think. You know, and all these old, honestly washed players that don't have much left in the tank anymore, just trying to stall the end. You know, they sign a minor league contract and everyone thinks, oh, they're going to get the call up to the leagues and prove everyone wrong. They still got something in the tanks. More often than not, they don't. You know, the reason why they sign those guys is to get that veteran level talent at a lower uh, at a lower ball level to kind of teach those younger guys and become a mentor role. And that's that's what NCRTA is. You I hit think. that perfectly. I, I that's think that's good. a perfect way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, could we see once the lockout's over, potentially, uh, Anthony Rizzo getting re-signed by the Yankees? Or is that a big no? At this point, I say you guys should. Right. Yeah. And it looks like once the CBA is ratified, we're hearing reports from NJ Vance Media that uh, Carlos Correa and Trevor Story will be in communication with, uh, their, at least their agents will, will be in coordination with the Yankees. Um, to see if anything can come about. Um, but obviously they can't communicate right now. Yeah, that that first week or so after the lockout is finally lifted and teams are able to do whatever they want again, you're just going to see a flurry of deals. I mean, it, it, it's going to look like the trade deadline for a whole week, I think. Just the amount of deals and everything that's going to go down we're really going to have to stay on top of that, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but that that's just going to make it fun, and it's going to be very welcomed when it does happen. It'll be very fun. I, I love the trade deadlines or when free agency opens up in any sport. So, yeah, it will be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what this does as well for the Yankees? If they don't – if they don't um, – Anthony made this point last week in that they don't really shut down the season a whole lot. They haven't really shut down the season historically after things like this, lockouts and and negotiations and stuff. Um, but this gives Yankees guys that got surgery, guys like Tyone, guys like I think LeMayu got surgery, sports hernia surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives those guys a lot, a little bit more time to recover. So potentially you could see those guys come back um, a little bit, looking a little bit better than you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, obviously, encouraging news for the players on that front. Uh, really, there's not much, not much here, guys. I mean, are we here for much longer? Is this going to be uh, finishing short than we expected? Who knows? I, I hopefully gets you know the results sooner rather than later. But who knows? Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add before we uh, finish up? Uh, I think that was it. I mean, the whole time my Nats are still quiet. I mean, now they can't do anything. So yeah, nothing new there. Well, yeah, no, um, nobody's doing anything. The only other really big news happening is the Mets have narrowed down their potential managers to Joe Quattraro, uh, Joe Espada, and Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter, yeah, that was something interesting I saw. And can they still hire that manager um, during the lockout? They can, right? Yeah, because it's not a player. It's not a player. Since it, yeah, since it's a player-owner lockout, they can still make front office and staff signings. Because if you know, if a, if if you know, uh, you know, if a player walks into one of those offices, they they automatically have a gray head. They uh, once they walk into that office, they have a gray head. They don't have their 
image or their, um, you know, like the Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So no, no player. Yeah, players cannot have any communication with uh, uh, the teams, obviously. And um, you know, we'll see. Um, but again, you could still see managers. So that's something we could still talk about. Is is just new managers coming in, um, with regard to either you know Showalter or any of the other candidates. Um, that have been listed just now uh, from Jeff. Um, yeah, so we'll have to see on that front. Um, if there's anything else, guys, um, if that's it. Um, we will see you all next uh, Friday, even though uh, well, Christmas is coming up, so pretty close. So if you're listening this week, uh, Christmas Eve will be the next uh, show, believe it or not, on Friday the 24th. Uh, very excited, obviously, next week, and we all hope you enjoy your holidays your Christmas, uh, whatever you celebrate this time of year. And we will see you all next week from Tommy Franks, Justin Riemann, and Jeff Wilkinson. Have a great weekend.